0: are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. she. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome, I want to thank you for being here in this moment. This is Suzanne Toro and you're tuning in to Be Simply and a segment of Soul, Silence and Sound. And today we're going to connect to the new moon and it's the Chinese new year, uh, the year of the water tiger. uh, And then in one month we'll have the Tibetan new year at the new moon in the beginning of February or beginning of February beginning of March (laughs) sorry and where are we spinning through space so uh, lunar cycles are very uh, valuable and to follow yet sometimes people have issue with the moon but for now uh, we're going to work with it because it does uh, interact with our ecosystem in a way that we can't dispute that So as we come to the new lunar year by Chinese Accord and then soon to be the Tibetan Accord, you can decide where you want to celebrate uh, depending on what your practices are. Uh, We have the opportunity, which is kind of interesting in the Chinese uh, way. The water tiger is one that welcomes us to find courage, strength, And to exercise evil. So this fits into some of the dialogues that I've been doing on the Wetico. And then unconditional love and giving. And see, if we play off what I shared last week, uh, there's no room for evil and unconditional love and pure giving. And so as we enter into this new lunar cycle... And it's important to remember that we're just moving through interstellar space and there's no linear timeline, but we can count the revolutions of the moon. And oftentimes people that count them are uh, have a propensity to put them in the fixation of 12. Uh, however, it would typically be put into a cycle of 13. In addition, if we don't even handle that it would just keep going and going and going so each lunar cycle would be like its own new year if you will but there are 13 lunar cycles that break down the seasonal changes and somehow when the gregorian calendar got superimposed on interstellar space they omitted one of the moon cycles so it's up to you um and the fun thing about working with moon cycles is that you basically then get to be in a, a more true nature with yourself and the ecosystem around you, the sun and one another. And so you can notice where to engage with certain people, where when to not, where you are best to be quiet, where you're best to uh, take action, all those good things. And this also applies to our global calendar, meaning that As we've talked about, we're in winter in the Northern Hemisphere and summer in the Southern Hemisphere. So those are two different ecosystems that are happening simultaneously. And we're best to honor the one that we're in versus all being on the same quote-unquote program. So this exercising of evil, getting rid of that which actually brings us into a lower vibration. And, you know, in a spiritual practice, it's really easy to kind of ignore, enable, and uh, dance with the devil. And within each one of us, there's an area where we can improve upon where we're honest with ourselves, and where we're engaging with that dark energy. And the hardest thing that I've observed uh, within my clients, within myself, within families and friends, that uh, there's this propensity to enable and believe in dark forces with the light. Yet, uh, it's really important to understand that we are in this universe that has polarities And that if we move beyond duality, we'll understand that both of those energies will always be there. However, if you want to stay in your prior state and your highest state, you can't be in Dante's Inferno and at Heaven's Gate. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) You could be in the middle, but you still won't be at Heaven's Gate, so to speak. So as we embark on this new lunar year again and again in the next cycle, 28 days, it's a great time to reflect on where you feed quote unquote evil and where you're ready to exercise it from within. And so for the average human being, this is going to look a little bit more subtle meaning that it might be where you enable that energy. You might know people that are not in integrity or have a way of life that's not aligned with yours, but yet you kind of placate them, you enable them. Uh, You might have situations within yourself where you haven't learned to be as integral and honest with yourself. So therefore, that energy of, evil will start to rise up within self and can take over anyone if they give way to it. And what you'll find is a lot of people are really good at justifying their behaviors uh, for lots of different reasons. And people learn in those pathways and they also can be taken by and consumed by those energies So the initial practice would be to start to observe where it exists. When you notice that it's in and around you, that's the place to start doing the work. And if you're noticing that dark energy is within you, and when you go into darkness, it's to really evaluate what's happening before, during, and then after. And then when you identify what's happening before, you shift the direction of your attention and your focus. So rather than letting your guard down or uh, just saying forget it or F it, you're saying hey I'm going to stand up stronger and so that's the interesting part about this water tiger energy is it's power and strength uh, finding that within yourself and when you have that strength it's much easier to stand up to those forces but when you're weakened when uh, you're in questioning or fear it's not going to be so easy to ward off a predatory animal especially so the step one would be again just to look at self Uh, if we go from if we spiral take from the inner point and spiral out and if you look at yourself and say hey Where is this darkness within myself? Where do I have, quote unquote, evil tendencies? Uh, Where do I uh, think I can get away with this? Because what will happen is it'll grow and grow and grow. Let's say that you have a propensity to lie here, there, and everywhere. It will grow and grow and grow until it makes a problem for you. And then you have to figure out how to come into right action with that. It could be that you're a person that likes to steal, and maybe it's it's stealing that you think's no big deal. Maybe you go and copy people's internet. Maybe you go and um, take from here, there, and other places and own it as your own. What will happen is that'll grow and grow and grow and grow, and then eventually it'll be revealed uh, maybe by an outside source. Uh, and the reason for that sometimes is so that um, humility can come in and, help the individual come into right action. So when you look within self and say, gosh, where is this? Where's the little troublemaker within me? And how do I feed it? How do I ignore it? How do I uh, exercise it, meaning release it completely from the system? And especially if one has habits that are uh, diminishing to your energetic field, you know, it could be Food habits, drug habits, uh, gossip habits, it could be mind habits, it could be consumption habits, meaning of material goods, it could be porn habits, sex habits, all these different kinds of things that diminish the system. And what happens when you're diminishing the systems is you're opening, it's an open invitation for all kinds of energies to come in. In addition, it creates a delusional state. Because one is not completely in objective reality and practical in that state, so th- the individual is not able to see things as they are—the what is—as I often share with my clients and on these broadcasts. So, if someone's accustomed to uh, drinking, maybe it's not a lot, but drinking every single night—they're they're letting their guard down. Maybe someone's accustomed to smoking a lot, meaning, uh, well, it could be tobacco and it could be uh, cannabis or um, they're addicted to some other substances. Those habits show the weakness, not the strength. And it takes that courage, that other word, to move into strength. And it takes discipline to move into strength. And uh, that honesty, buddy, is always there. So as you examine for yourself where you're at, looking at, okay, where am I at in this moment? And how can I move into uh, right action for myself? And then that permeates out from there. And we don't have really any more wiggle room here on planet earth as far as the society, they like to talk about the climate change, but the climate change is really within humans and their relationship with themselves, society, and the ecosystem and so a lot of people might think that they can rationalize certain things uh when they don't even understand what it means to be in well-being from within, and therefore they Adopt ways of being here on planet Earth just so they can do whatever they want to do. <laughs> um, so, one, it's it's going to require accountability for self, really getting down and uh, true to self, and then f- from there, it's also important to come into well being with others. So, as I mentioned earlier, and uh, if you listen to the Wetico series on narcissism, if you're engaging with people that are on the spectrum of narcissism, they're in a a compromised situation because that energy of evil is using them as a bridge. It's uh, dominating them and it is feeding through them into whoever they choose to feed off of. So you know, this is a societal problem, something that we all have to work on together. Uh, but by evaluating those relationships, then you can determine who you want to engage with and how close you want to let them into your inner circle. And bit by bit, this will eliminate, uh, this behavior because then the narcissist will only be able to feed off the narcissist and it'll be that You know, metaphorical cat chasing its tail or the snake eating its tail. Uh, And that will eliminate this issue over space. And so that's that exorcism of evil, getting it in and out of you. Uh, And then you start seeing the world differently. You start seeing the reality of what is because all of these factors skew and rationalize certain things here on planet Earth that aren't a part of our true nature. And so if you go into the wild and connect with what goes on in the wild, it's a great observation because you can see a lot of things that don't exist in our, uh, that exist in our urban jungles don't exist in our natural jungles. And you might be saying, well, how does our reality work from here? And so that's a fun exercise like how do we take the wisdom and the beauty of nature and uh, integrate it into the urban society and then how do we bring all this these tools that we've created in this present moment that are quite dangerous because they actually feed the evil and and purify them and uh, in northern hemisphere we're here in the water element and then In the Southern Hemisphere, we are in the fire element. Both of those are great purifiers. So to take these two purifying elements based on the season that you're in would be a great way to walk self through purification once you start to notice where that's rising up within yourself, where the compulsion is, where the weakness is. Uh, because we want to strengthen that area, similar to someone that uh, train, is a trainer and helps someone strengthen their core or their legs or their back or rehabilitate after uh, a medical incident. So when we look at actually exercising evil from within, uh, we can utilize these two elements that can help us deeply. And so by engaging with the element of water... Uh, In the winter element, there's a couple ways to do that. You get into the very cold water that's available from mountaintops into the spring because it's coming down into the rivers. In addition, uh, really welcoming in uh, water into your system that is pure and has vibrancy and life force to it that will help you uh, exercise those demons. It'll bring you into a resonance that is uh, most beneficial to your entire ecosystem and to the way you show up in the world it'll welcome you to purify and then on the other side of the spectrum is that element of fire uh, which also can be used in the winter uh, as the water can be used in the winter but or summer we'll use the fire in the winter first and so that can look like sweat lodges That can also look like doing purification, fire ceremonies. Uh, These are traditions. If you are familiar with them, feel free to email me and we can talk about them, uh, the different ways to utilize this energy in a way to help clear your system. And the one thing that's really important to remind everyone that a lot right now, um, hmm, The hard part about the internet is a lot of people go and gleam information, that word stealing, they'll steal information and they'll regurgitate it, yet they haven't embodied it. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's a pathway there. I mean, they'll learn over time. Uh, but by imitating things that you don't have relationship or you haven't spent time really learning how to do or just being with uh, will potentially cause some problems uh, especially if you were mimicking a a ceremony a fire ceremony or even a water ceremony and you hadn't really deepened your understanding of what that is and especially if you're conducting it in a way for others again I'll I'll do a, a segment next week on uh, sacred relations, uh, and rituals. I don't like to use the word rituals too much, but sacred, sacred practices and how to hold them in a way that is integral, honest, and where you're at. So, um, but to get back to purification, uh, it's really important to utilize these elements. So say you have no, uh, training or you haven't, been invited to hold these elements in a way by uh, traditional elders Uh, it's just something that's called to you then the first part would be to sit and be with it and uh, have more reverence for it meaning respect you know simple things like having respect for water uh, the quality of water that you're putting in your in your beautiful body your temple but also for how you use water around your home Uh, how much you conserve, how much you waste and to start to deepen that relationship just from that standpoint. And then it'll open from there. It'll guide you. And the same with fire. If you haven't had a chance to tend to fire or, uh, be with fire in a ceremonial way, uh, then to like sit with the fire, meaning you can make a fire in your fireplace and just be with it. And the other thing, you know, in this purification process is to eliminate things that you're putting into your body, especially recreational or under a habit. Uh, A lot of people, because they have, quote-unquote, legalized nature, it's kind of funny, an oxymoron, might uh, habitually use certain substances and lose the reverence for them. And so I really encourage people to think about how they're introducing their relationship with plants and herbs in their life and to have reverence for them. Because just like if you take the example of alcohol, if you were drinking a lot of alcohol, you build up your tolerance and then there's not as much reverence. Let's say you had a beautiful old wine that was made from a family vineyard. You might have reverence for that, what it took to make that. But if you're drinking a 12-pack every night or every weekend or whatever, uh, that's a very different experience. I'll use that analogy. So if you're consuming plants and herbs in a way to try to deepen your relationship with them, less is more. And again, if you have questions about that, email me, we can talk a little bit deeper about it, but anything that's habit forming, meaning that you must have every single day uh, is a gateway for that darkness, that evil to come in because it, it becomes a habit that is doing something else other than what it was intended for. And so from there, I just welcome you to uh, think about maybe these two elements. And then if you're in the Southern hemisphere right now, a way to uh, work with them in the summer water is that's cooling Uh, It brings down the heat and then the sun is there to purify too. still being out in the sun and getting a sweat, moving those impurities out of the body is super helpful. Uh, And then again, meet it where you know it and then deepen from there. And I, I really encourage people, if you have an overactive imagination and you like to story make, that's fine. Maybe write some stories, but in a, in a spiritual practice, uh, I hear this a lot out where I am, as people will say, or in yoga communities of like, Oh, I got to download. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's important to remember that when we get intuitive in feeds, uh, they won't be so like that. And so, uh, if you're interested in training your mind in a sense so that you can get in feeds that don't, uh, aren't filled with a lot of words uh, that's a different way of knowing and sharpening a skill that's really important and so sometimes there's direct messages but in a spiritual practice the, the plight is really to clear the mind so you know what to do instinctively not through words but through knowing and so i'm just welcoming you to be there in that respect And so as we um, dive into this meditation right now, um, what I want you to do is, because here on the West Coast, uh, we are going to be into this new moon officially at 949. Uh, And so it's a beautiful time just to sit and listen, remembering that new moon is a time where uh, things are being revealed to us, and it's a time that we can um understand what we're ready to let go of and purify and so we can move into clearer action in the middle of the lunar cycle so uh just allow everything that i just shared to wash away and in this uh segment of silence i welcome you to see where your strength is i asked you earlier to look where Uh, maybe the weaknesses, but in this meditation, I'm going to welcome you to see the strength. That strength will help give you courage. It'll help build you up so that you can exercise what needs to go and that you can keep moving forward. And then uh, when you hear the cues, you'll hear I'll guide you into Shavasana and you can finish out uh, this moment with a little sound balancing. We're going to bring in the elements of sound via water and fire uh, to help with the purification process. So with that being said, just take a nice gentle breath in. And then exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale Good one more inhale and exhale. we Simply, if you're still in an upright seated position, just bring yourself back into a recline position if you're on a chair or a sofa, or if you're on your mat, recline back into Shavasana. And as you come to the earth, the floor, or the bed, Just gently welcome your body to stay present, to soften, and to continue to dive into your inner landscape. Simply observe that breath, closing the eyes, and enjoying being here. Mm-hmm. a soft, gentle breath into your heart center, gently breathing in. from there if you're still lying down just welcoming to rise up to a seated position and taking a moment just to be for a short bit Mm -hmm. and then taking another deep breath in and out Again, inhale, and exhale. Good, and then gently from there, just taking a moment to express gratitude for all aspects of self and uh, as we exit out a few reminders to maybe sit and be and journal for a moment and connect to where in this next lunar annual cycle that you're ready to start exercising those quote-unquote evils or demons within where you're ready to release those aspects of self and then uh where your strengths are, hopefully you connected to those strengths that can help you as you take those courageous steps to exercise those aspects of self and then welcoming in deeper relationship with fire and water. And if you want some suggestions on how to do that, please feel free to email me at S at dot And I would like to give special thanks to random Rab. Uh, allowing his music creation to be the underthread that wove this segment together. And we'll exit out with little Cadre Scott, uh, the circle. And until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.